Welcome to another bonus episode. I'm going to read another essay that I wrote in college. This one's a science fiction story I wrote when I was 18 years old, and it was part of an assignment in my freshman writing course. For the assignment, each student was given one photo and one quote, and the assignment was to write a story that somehow incorporated the photo and the quote. The photo that I received showed a shirtless man standing like waist-deep in ocean water looking towards the shoreline. And on the shoreline was a large factory billowing out smoke. I posted a, a photo I just took of the exact image that I was given, and it's on the Patreon site under the list of posts. It's, it's not great quality because it was a photocopied image that I was given a long time ago. So that was the image. The quote I received was, No one, of course, even noticed he was missing. So I had to incorporate the quote and the photo into a story, and I decided to make it into a science fiction story. The story is about a human-like species called Duratians who live underwater in a domed world. The Duratian in the photo is leaving that underwater domed world as part of a special mission to go do something special in the above water world. The Duration in the photo, his name is Suit, and his mission will hopefully save his species. mind that I was only 18 when I wrote this, so view it more as the product of a dreary-eyed freshman staying up late a couple nights to complete his assignment, rather than the polished opus of a budding writer. Chemical XX88. They all sat there in the dead silence, staring at each other across the large octagonal table. There were tall, multicolored fiberglass charts and maps built into the walls of the spacious room, and lights 
Naturally, 
it doesn't belong there. Our scientists have concluded that this new chemical, codenamed XX88, has been formulated by humans. From the Saurians, our special overworld research team that once every two years sends out a small task force to check out human development, we know of the latest human accomplishments. Some theories have suggested that it is the component of some new warfare weapon of theirs, possibly nuclear. We do have some trace elements of the chemical in our laboratories. What we need, though, is this chemical substance in its complete form. If this chemical continues to proliferate into the water, it can eventually destroy our colony. Once we have the chemical in its whole form, we can easily formulate a co-evasive chemical that would just filter out into our surrounding ocean and would render chemical XX88 inactive. He shuffles through some papers in front of him until finding one with a photograph paperclip to it. He holds it up and continues speaking. One of our Saurian task force members has been chosen for this assignment. His name is Commander Zoot. He's the best Saurian available. His mission is to go up to the overworld and bring back a whole sample of Chemical XX88. The risk is large, but we have no choice. Commander Zoot is the best in his specialized field. He's confident, bright, capable, and eager. We should have little to worry about, except time. Why me? Suit thought aloud, sitting in his bedroom. Sure, choose old suit for a suicide mission. Why don't I just kill myself now and save them the time? He let out a big sigh and finished putting on his chromium silver boots. Once done, he continued to sit there on the edge of his bed and stare out the window. His eyes reflected the ice-blue hue that shone off the city. What bothered him most was that no one was to know of his absence, especially his family and friends. They were afraid of any kind of unnecessary worry or panic that it could cause. Oh, yeah, he mumbled into the air. No problem. Just go up to the overworld and bring back some sample of some XX-88 gunk. The words echoed in his head. For all they care, that could be a component of a warhead to one of those insane human ICBM missiles. Suit stood up and walked over to the open window, leaned his head out 
taking a deep breath. The refreshing cool air filled his lungs. That was the one thing he'd always taken for granted. The fresh air of the Duration colony. The first time he had gone to the overworld, he had gagged on the air. The memory was permanently imprinted on his mind, like a groove on a record. He remembered surfacing from the water, looking straight ahead, and seeing a large factory pumping out what looked like billowing clouds of smog. He knew he would miss the cleanliness and familiarity of his own city. There were some aspects of his job he loved, such as telling of all the cities he had seen that were not accessible at the Astrolite Library. Every Terra knew what the overworld was like through pictures and books contained in the Astrolite Library, but to experience it was totally different. Oh, but wait, Zoop better hurry. They were waiting for him in Section D4. Sure enough, back in Section D4, they were wondering what was taking him so long. He was already 15 minutes late. They had prepared everything for him. Civilian clothing. Human money. A map of its designated area. An XX-88 Ector. It gives the proximity and coordinates of the chemical that contains the same subatomic particles as those found on the dome. And an aquavet, which would transport Zoot to his land destination. The double doors across the room flew open, and Zoot appeared. They quickly prepared him. No one spoke, for everyone knew time was of the essence. Zoot climbed into the aquavet and harnessed himself in. The large wall in front of him slid up, revealing another chamber with more water. Zoot closed the top capsule door and slowly drove the aquavet into the exit chamber. The large wall behind him closed shut, and another wall in front of him opened up. Water gushed all around him, submerging the aquavet completely with glistening blue water. He sat there and wondered how people would react to his absence. But then he remembered that no one, of course, would even notice he was missing. Zoot sped out of the exit chamber and into the darkness of the deep blue ocean. He examined himself blue jeans, a red plaid shirt, and white Nike tennis shoes. Thank goodness they specialize in research and not in fashion, Zoot mused. He felt for his wallet, found it in his back pocket and went through it. His ID read, Lester Garnby, age 34. They sure pick some winner names. He sneered aloud. He flipped the wallet over 
fish market. Soup mumbled under his breath. He stared ahead, out into the vast blue ocean, as the water sped by his windshield. Upon reaching his destination, anchored his aquavet to the bottom and swam to the surface. He broke the surface and glanced towards the shore. He was only a short distance from a jetty, he swam towards it laboriously, for the jeans and shirt made it very difficult. Few people were on the beach, as it seemed to be early in the day. He climbed up onto the rocks at the end of the jetty and rested. He scanned the shore. No one had seen him. Good. I guess that's why I'm the best. He boasted to himself. On the shore, a young boy watched the fully dressed stranger pull himself out of the water and sit down on the jetty's rocks. He buried his feet further into the sand as he peered at his mother playing with his little sister at the water's edge. He swung his eyes back to the strange man on the jetty it was hard to see him distinctively, but it appeared that the man was wearing jeans with a very ugly plaid shirt. Someone, the boy chuckled to himself, should fill this guy in on how to dress himself. The boy looked all around the beach. He seemed to be the only one noticing the strange man. The man was now walking jauntily across the jetty towards the shore, then walked up and disappeared into the parking lot. Swimming with clothes on, peculiar, the boy thought, but as the theme song of his favorite TV show said, different strokes for different folks. Suit stood at the far end of the parking lot, his clothes still very wet, dampness clung to his skin. He hoped the warmth from the overhead sun would quickly dry them. He took out his XX88 Ector and scanned the area in a circle. He was getting strong readings from up the road. Suit put the XX88 Ector back into his pocket and started down the road. He soon came to a small town. He walked up and down the sidewalks, checking out the primitive sorts of gadgets humans were still using. Suit smiled, nodding his head in dismay. He rounded the corner and stood on the side of a large brick building. He glanced around. 
notice of him. He again took out his XX88 Ector and received strange readings. It seemed that the dangerous chemical was all around him. Readings were coming off people and buildings alike. This was odd, for the people were contaminated, but showed no signs of discomfort. Well, at least Zeus thought, it is not going to be hard to get a sample, for the building across the street gave off the strongest reading. He checked his pockets for the container to bring his sample back in, found it, and hurried across the street. Zoot took in a deep breath and entered the building. Back at the colony, the Derrick scientists were still puzzled by chemical XX88. They were deeply counting on Zoot to bring back a whole specimen. The secret of the dome structure was in its highly stable magnesium bonds. These bonds tightened harder upon pressure of a greater outside force. It seemed, though, that the derivatives of chemical XX88 revealed two possible structures, that of carbonic acid and formic acid. When these two acids combine, they create a highly volatile oxidation-reduction reaction. In this reaction, carbonic acid oxidizes magnesium and formic acid reduces it, weakening the magnesium bonds. It is also known that the carbonic acid and formic acids are derivatives of methanol. This is where they were worried about the success of their plan. Methanol can form explosive mixtures, and it is used in rocket fuel. Zoot may have a hard and dangerous time obtaining something of that sort. They figured, though, that chemical XX88 was just another one of humans' inane attempts to solve a world problem before checking out the complete effects of their final product. It could be a new nuclear explosive derivative, a new pesticide, or just about anything. All they knew is that the chemical XX88 was very new and presently weakening their protective dome. The Aquavet approached the colony and entered. The exit chamber door closed behind him. The excitement filled the air as the scientists and researchers stood around the Aquavet. Suit opened the top capsule door and clambered out. He handed the container to the head scientist and strided out of the double doors, confident he had completed his task. Now that they had chemical XX88 in its whole substance, they could break it down, find out its complete structure, 
pervasive chemical. The head scientist opened the container carefully. Inside was a peculiar blue packet. Using tongs, he lifted it up and read the outside. Nutrisweet. science fiction story, which of course is mostly fiction, but I did throw in a little genuine science in there. It's all that gobbledygook I wrote about how this chemical could be breaking down their dome was actually based on some information I had read about NutraSweet. I found some sources that did say that NutraSweet can deteriorate into methanol and that methanol is used in rocket fuel and that methanol breaks down into carbonic acid and formic acid and carbonic acid is a high oxidizer magnesium and formic acid is a high reducer of magnesium. So, just a pinch of science thrown in with a lot of fiction. 